well, 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 welcome to the Purple Stuff Podcast. Summer Saturdays. probably wondering why we just played Marilyn Manson and that is because it's from a CD that we found at a flea market babble babble bitch bitch <laughs> rebel rebel party party those are some classic lyrics yes that is the track this is the new shit from the matrix reloaded soundtrack which caught my eye at a table at the flea market on the weekend yeah you made a beeline for this uh box full of cds and why did you jay <laughs> so there was a white cardboard box staring me in the face and scrawled with a black sharpie in the front of it it said eggplant rollatini <laughs> <laughs> you floated over to it like a cartoon cat going to a pie in the window like man i wish there was eggplant in here but i guess i'll take the matrix reloaded cd (laughs) yep (laughs) man pickings were pretty slim at the flea market huh they really were (laughs) (laughs) yeah we went to the english town flea market over in jersey which is something that you and i have been doing together for like five years now i used to go to a different flea market You have always gone to this one, right? So I decided to go with you one time, and we've been going ever since. But I haven't gone since last year. Well, yeah, I think we both felt like the well had run dry a little bit. But we were thinking, what's a good summary episode to do? And flea markets just popped into our heads. It's definitely summary. Blazing hot. Oh, my God. Disgusting. And it was like record setting. We went on Sunday of last weekend and you know, when it gets so hot that you don't even care what you look like anymore. Yeah. It's like when you get a little bit of sweat on your brow, you you try to like take care of it. But then you're drenched and you're just like, fuck it. I'm a monster today. I had just gotten two tattoos. I didn't want to get them sunburn or anything. And. I wore a thermal <laughs> shirt, a long sleeve thermal <laughs> shirt over my T-shirt. <laughs> so I'm in the blazing morning sun, 96 degrees. Yeah, exactly. To put this in perspective, like it could be 150 degrees and I'll still wear a hoodie. I'm yeah. wearing short sleeves and you have <laughs> you this were... thermal on and your hat and your sunglasses. Like you look like you're melting before we even get out of the car. <laughs> oh, of course, we're completists. So we're walking down every aisle and it feels like on a normal day, there would have been like 12 aisles, but this day was like 104 aisles. Yeah, (laughs) it's a big place. Giant dirt field with, like you said, 200 aisles full of picnic tables. Yeah. (laughs) And like you'll have someone selling baby clothes and then the next person will have Funko Pops and the next person records. It's a total crapshoot. Yeah, and you came up with this idea, and you said, hey, we could talk about this on the Purple Stuff podcast. And I said, yeah, let's let's see if we could find some stuff to talk about here tonight. Yeah, and of course, like, the one time where we absolutely need to find stuff, it's, like, the deadest flea market in history. <laughs> 
It's like it was so bad. We, we really had like we were like, oh my god, we had to stay an extra hour just to like make sure we had enough to talk about on the show. Yeah, because yeah, you're right. Because if we had no plan or anything, we just went to hang out. We would find the greatest shit. After an hour, we we have like one trading card. Yeah, between us both, <laughs> dirt and dust and sweat. And then by the time we left, like all you want to do is just go home and shower. It's so disgusting. Yeah. For me, though, it's like there isn't much in the summer that'll get me to spend any good length of time outside. So this is one of those few things. So it's a blast for me. Get you out there. Get you some vitamin D. Yeah. You know, we got to listen to our spooky songs on the way down. Got some Wawa yeah. iced tea. Mm. Yeah, it was, it was good. So I have a little uh, issue I, is that I can't start tonight. I need you to start. You're having it's stage fright, are you? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I'll go first then. Here's the first score I made at the English Town Flea Market. Number one. From ABC News, this is a Gulf War update. Good evening, I'm Diane Sawyer in New York. After a day of heavy attacks from Iraqi missiles into Saudi Arabia, there were conflicting reports about how many were fired and how many shot down. Okay, my first find was the complete set of Desert Storm trading cards <laughs> made by Topps back in 1991. <laughs> Absolutely can't believe that you picked this. Well, like I said, the pickings were slim. We had to do what we could. I saw those out of the corner of my eye, and I didn't say anything. I said nothing, and yet you got them. <laughs> yeah, because you're like, oh, God, I hope he doesn't see those. I hope I don't have to talk about fucking Desert Storm guards. <laughs> Not even that. Two tables had them, and I'm like, oh, damn. I'm the first person in the last 15 years who has bought Desert Storm cards. <laughs> Literally trading cards based on the Persian Gulf War. Get yourself that rare Colin Powell rookie. <laughs> this is so weird. Yeah, so for those who didn't live through this, the deal was that pretty much everyone assumed that these cards would be worth a fortune someday. You must have been in the same boat as me. Like, I bought truckloads of them in the early 90s. Well, I didn't necessarily buy truckloads. I might have had a pack. I collected some dumbass shit back then, but I didn't need a cardboard photo of a contemplative Saddam Hussein. <laughs> You're not joking. There really was a Saddam Hussein trading card. Like... This would never work today. No, absolutely not. It became like a cash grab, this war. Everything was collectible. So in our minds, like you needed five sets of these because they were going to be worth hundreds someday. Yeah. Fast forward to today. They are probably the least valuable trading cards possible to get. Right. But there is always that someone who I actually found on eBay who has the complete set up for one thousand one hundred and seventy five dollars <laughs> he should have made it seventeen hundred and seventy six dollars yeah <laughs> yeah he might have it listed for that but they like literally you can get the box of 36 packs for two dollars <laughs> it is the cheapest you know i deal in trading cards i'm always buying them yeah they are bar none the cheapest trading cards in history <laughs> Yeah, but what about the uh, hologram of the Scud missile? I mean, come on. <laughs> There's no hologram of the Scud <laughs> missile. Let me. I have my pile right here. It's it's mostly just like planes and uh, missiles and landmines, and then occasionally you get like General Kelly and Iraqi flags and stuff. It, it's a really bizarre thing. <laughs> I think it is funny because you'll be looking through them, and then there's. Norman Schwarzkopf and 
Like you oh, God, that was the one to get way back when. It's like, oh my <laughs> yeah. God, I got fucking Norman. It was like getting Ken Griffey Jr.'s rookie. It was like a, such a big deal. I had triples of him. <laughs> to think about that now, it would be like completely unheard of. Maybe today I could see them doing a kind of generalized armed forces trading card set. But to do one based on an actual war that had only barely ended, that's a little too hot to handle. You know what would have been my jam? Dessert Storm. <laughs> dessert Storm. <laughs> Everybody could get down with Dessert Storm, yep. <laughs> Banana Split. Anyway, the uh, the guy at that flea market, the one that you passed and I stopped at, he couldn't believe his luck when I <laughs> pulled that out of the box. Oh, he was like, yes, it's, finally someone's buying me. I'm like, how much do you want for this? It's like, that? Really? Uh, two bucks. <laughs> I'm going to pay you to take these. <laughs> Pretty much. And I, I forked over that $2, and I have paid more for those cards than anyone else has in the past 20 years. <laughs> Number two. E.T. Video game? Wow. It's coming soon, only from Atari. E.T., the video game that lets you help E.T. get home. But only if there's an Atari video game system at home. My first score from the flea market was E.T. the game for Atari. You were really into this when you saw it. So we passed by a table that had a bunch of old video games. And it's not just that they were old, but they were literally covered in dirt and dust. Totally sunbaked, totally disgusting. Yeah, it's totally gross. And they're charging like five bucks each. But as I pass by, I'm looking through these Atari cartridges. I didn't have this game, but... I remember always hearing like how bad it was. That's why no one really wanted it because it was boring. It was, it <laughs> so, was, well, it was historically, yeah, not a great game. I feel like this game is at a point in life where it's almost like Blair Witch 2 or stuff that I like that's known as like notoriously bad, but it's so good that it turns the corner eventually, like 20 years later. So you're saying this, we're, we're on the cusp of an E.T. Atari game <laughs> renaissance? This cartridge now, to me, should be worth upwards of $4,000 because <laughs> <laughs> because I believe it's in the Smithsonian at this point, this game. Well, I mean, it might be, but I mean, there could, there's one in the Smithsonian, but then there's like 25,000 of them on eBay for a buck a piece. So. <laughs> and there's a lot of them in a landfill in New Mexico. That story has been floating around forever. And for years, I think it got to the point where people didn't know if it was true or just like one of those kind of like urban legends, but it was completely factual. Yeah, it was factual. They said there was over like 700 some odd thousand cartridges put into a landfill. But they didn't do any, like, testing on the audiences or the kids who bought video games, so they didn't really gauge if this game was going to be any good or not. The truth is, by Atari standards, if we're being fair to the game, it's bad, but it's not as bad as it's made out to be. It just wasn't as um, engaging as some of the other games. We'll put it that that's, that's putting it nicely. Yeah, they rushed it like hell to get it out before Christmas, I believe, is the story. And I would think that a game, like I said, that's in a Smithsonian that's been taken out of a landfill to add to their collection should be worth more than five bucks. Yeah, yeah. I would love <laughs> one of the ones, and I, I believe they've been on sale, like one of the ones that were rescued from the landfill. Mm -hmm. So, like, they have, like, the crushed box that are covered in dirt. Oh, I'd pay your $4,000 for that. <laughs> Now I just have to figure out how to unload this giant E.T. in my apartment. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Jay, so Jay's been on a kind of like a get rid of stuff he doesn't need anymore. Not that he ever particularly needed a giant E.T. 
<laughs> Why were you even looking for a life-size plastic ET? Like, what I, prompted it, any of this? It's not just like that it's ET. It's just like, I love life-size things. At the point that you got this, I was at your place pretty much on a weekly basis. Let's say once every week. And you work full-time, you're a busy guy, and I go in and I see what you bought. Usually it's something from, like, Funko or Reaction, whatever the fuck. I go in one day and there's fucking E.T. I'm like, well, like, Jay, what's with this? Where did this come from? Oh, that? Oh, yeah, I got E.T. I'm like, dude, there's a fucking five-foot E.T. in here. Once upon a time, there was magic. What's happening? Love. Danger. And there was adventure. The miracle is, it's happening again. Oh, no. Thanksgiving on CBS, the Sears Family Theater presentation. Steven Spielberg's E.T. Number three. My second find was a still-packaged Bendy Darth Vader figure from the Star Wars Bendems collection back in 1993. It's a great pick. I love it. You and I are massive Star Wars fans, of course, and we've previously talked about how there was that massive drought of Star Wars stuff pretty much from 1985 through the mid-90s. Yes. So the deal with this Bendy figure, this line, it was a huge deal because outside of role-playing games and like novels and shit, This was the first real Star Wars toy in a decade. I just want to pause you right there and give a cheap plug to our archive where you could find our Star Wars episode, which is fantastic, by the way. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, that's like way, way, way back. I think we were. Yeah, that was like before the first new movie came out, I think. Yeah, but I had a great time with that episode. So if anybody wants to check it out, I believe we mentioned these. on Many, many yarns were spun. We really kind of were, were happy to see these even though they weren't your traditional kind of action figures no they i mean they looked sort of like the old kenner figures but they were oversized and kind of comical and it was like it was kind of bittersweet because you wanted new action figures but bendy figures are only action figures on a technical level right but still like the line was pretty deep they had like bib fortuna and the emperor's royal guard like you could actually collect these my friend came over one time and he had the first few that came out in the series. And I was expecting him to show me something that was going to knock my socks off. And he shows me these and I'm like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, <laughs> and so I'm like, you're, you're getting excited over bendy figures. And then like, I'm not kidding you a week later, guess who was at Toys R Us? Yeah. Who he, he was doing his, uh, his nineties version of pre-ordering the whole line like you do now. I got to be honest, I had kind of the same reaction because Bendy figures before Star Wars, they were notoriously just terrible. These were pretty good. But like when you heard Bendy figure, like, oh, God, that's what you get when you're at the drugstore. Right. Yeah. Bendy's were like the kind of poor man's action. Yeah, that's what that's what grandma (laughs) gives me when I lose eight teeth in a fight or something. (laughs) It's just crazy to think about. Imagine a big brand today being so dormant that you don't have anything like the smallest movies are constantly being licensed. Plus, and we, get, we had Star Wars that was just nothing for years. Yeah, and, and you're right. And now you not only get your traditional action figures, but you get multiple sizes of action figures. One of the reasons why I felt like Bendy's were kind of an oddball thing, you never got a Bendy 
playset or spaceship. Like if you had a bendy X-wing, like the front of the ship, you could like bend yeah. the nose. Left yeah, to right. <laughs> there there wasn't much in the way of bendy playsets. You're right. And trying to use bendies in traditional action figures playsets, it was like having a figure that was stuck in a funhouse mirror, trying to negotiate through the plastic. And then like the metal vein inside would po- start to pop out. <laughs> the worst you know pose it three times and then the thing has like a it's like lex luger with his forearm in the in 1994 <laughs> or like in dream warriors where the kid's veins are popping out of his wrists totally totally <laughs> and it was such a pisser because i mean 93 we're getting a little long in the tooth but we're still young enough to kind of play with toys and now we have star wars figures again but there are these cartoony bendy ones so you're like you're trying to make darth vader like kind of lord over your other figures but he's this goofy darth vader yeah with his his, like spindly legs that don't stand quite straight (laughs) he's like a marionette (laughs) (laughs) speaking of vader though you picked up the vader and they actually re-released the uh darth vader action figure case do you you remember the the kenner action figure case oh yeah the the big headed one oh i I know that one very well jay yeah, they re-released that same case to hold your bendies in. I took that Darth Vader case and put it on top of two stacked comic book long boxes mm-hmm. and then draped the whole thing in my Dick Tracy <laughs> trench coat. <laughs> so, oh, man. So for years, I had basically a combination Darth Vader, Dick Tracy, immovable robot hanging out with me in my bedroom. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, he had no arms, just like the sleeves were draped straight down, and just his body was one big rectangle. But boy, the things I told Dick Vader. (laughs) Dick Vader. (laughs) Oh, the kids at school, Dick. They were after (laughs) me again. Maybe it's because you're making Dick Vader robots at home, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Calling Dick Vader. Calling Dick Vader. <laughs> that's great dick vader i love it that's a meme now that's dick vader i can't like i, I totally forgot Everyone's that i did that be but recreating dick vader dick vader was the coolest motherfucker on the planet and oh my god he loved his wrestling pay-per-views let me tell you <laughs> number four Welcome to Maxell. This product is designed to clean your video and audio heads in order to provide optimum VCR performance. Please continue playing this tape for the complete duration of the cleaning cycle. So Matt, have you cleaned your head lately? (laughs) Oh! (laughs) I mean your VCR tape heads. Of course. No, I have not cleaned uh, either head now that you mention it. <laughs> All right. So back in the day, there were these things that looked like a videotape. They were a videotape and you put some solution in it. You popped it in your VCR and they supposedly cleaned the, all the mechanisms inside the VCR. Yeah. Allegedly. That's what I picked up at the flea market. Yeah. But- so <laughs> before you even get into it, I just got to point out, you were so excited <laughs> Like, you ran over to me like a kid with a new teddy bear, and you slowly pulled it out of the repurposed grocery store bag, like, look what I got. (laughs) It was a TDK issue, and the sticker is still on it from Caldor, which 
a lot of us have fond memories of Caldor, which was like a Kmart type it of store. It was like Kmart's cooler big brother. Yeah. Oh, God, I love Caldor so much. Pretty good store back in the day. And it still has the original sticker. And it says $9.99. My God, $9.99 for that. Jesus. You would be brainwashed into believing that everyone's VCRs were filthy inside because everybody rented from Blockbuster right, or whatever. Right, right. And they're bringing home disgusting, dirty tapes from people who didn't clean anything, which is so it was the weirdest but, thing. Because it's not like you were putting like chocolate syrup inside your VCR. Well, I mean, they must have done something, though, because there were millions <laughs> of these things. They were millions. It was such a con. I'm telling you. It was like you think but, it was a con. Well, what the fuck? What the fuck does it even do? It looks like a fake okay. tape and a bottle yeah. of disappearing ink. It was a videotape looking character that came with a little tiny tube of liquid that most likely dried up from non-usage after a while. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> and then you would insert like a little droplet of the solution into the hole and then pop the tape into the VCR. And then voila, your VCR was supposed to behave as if it was like first purchased from Crazy Eddie or Nobody Beats the Wiz. In theory, if your VCR is dusty and this thing is magically removing dust, then I could see that being a possibility. But I mean, we had those things in our house. Nobody ever used them. You mentioned the cellophane wrap. Like this always was still in the cellophane. I was the kid who did all the tech stuff, yeah. but everyone else in the family, everything, this was like kryptonite. They didn't know what the fuck it was or why we had it or anything. Right. So I would try it a couple of times. It never really did anything, but I love that you have so much venom towards VHS head cleaners. <laughs> like you have very odd buttons and apparently this is one of them. <laughs> I just don't like the format. I know it had a resurgence for a long time, but I was never a fan of tapes because they gave me so many headaches and agita. You need a head cleaner. <laughs> take, take a few drops down, down the gullet, Jay. It was probably just water. Yeah. Now I'm looking on Amazon for VHS head cleaners. And one of these is going for sixty four ninety nine. Oh Amazon. God, please don't ever look at Amazon for old tech because there's only ever one seller, and because there's only one seller, they think they can list it for like two thousand dollars. <laughs> like yes, these oh, are not. Look, I have the Corvette themed VHS rewinder. That'll be twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> Meanwhile, you go on eBay and they're like fifty cents a pop. <laughs> Talk about another scam. No, that's not a scam. I don't care if you use it to rewind tapes or not. You're getting a fucking red Corvette. <laughs> No, but Put get one a... of your Star Wars bendies on that shit. <laughs> but they wanted you to get a separate rewinder. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> God, you have a lot of lot of uh, a lot of feels about old VCR stuff, huh? Jeez. I don't want to talk about audio cassettes. That'll be for another show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was actually gonna look up a tutorial on YouTube before we recorded just to see how this thing works. Yeah. Every tutorial is 27 minutes. <laughs> we talked about this before. But like, just get to the be like, fucking point. Yeah, it should be like two minutes. Yeah, like, just, just show me what happens when you put it in. You don't have to tell me the history of VHS head cleaners for 15 minutes first. Yeah, two squirts, pop it in, and you're done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Your video and audio heads will now be cleaned. Number five.
Okay, my third find was a sealed pack of Transformers loot bags from 1984. Oh, these were really cool to find. I know you were very excited to see these. Yeah, I admittedly overpaid for them, but these were the same bags I gave out at my 1987 birthday party. Going to a flea market and finding something that really pertained to your life is kind of cool. Right. I mean, it was it was definitely worth forking over $10 to that woman who couldn't <laughs> believe her good fortune. I'm like, I'm going to take this. You're going to take that? The $10 loot bags? They practically like put me on their shoulders. <laughs> so that birthday party, we had a bunch of kids from class come over after school to like eat cake and play Atari and like break balloons. Yeah. And we had a vague Transformers theme. It was just like my mother got party favors from Toys R Us, and they were mostly Transformers party favors. So these loot bags, seeing them again, it just reminded me about how important loot bags were to successful childhood birthday parties. It was a must-have. Yeah, it's like it didn't really matter if your party was good or bad, so long as the loot bag was good. People were going to talk about that at school, like, oh, man, his, his loot bag sucked. Right, know? it'd be like, you know, like a, a formal dinner party, they would kind of review the food they got afterwards. Your birthday yeah. party as a kid is like basically what was in the loot bag? Was it just a pack of Smarties or did they actually do it right? We actually used to call them goodie bags. Yeah, goodie why. bags was the the more common term, but they were, I guess, more formally known as loot bags. Yeah, because they're like labeled officially as right. Loot like bags. this, these yeah. bags have a picture of Optimus Prime, who was of course absolutely off model. Like they look completely <laughs> bootleg, and he's got the word loot bag over them. So, loot bags, my 1987 birthday party. I actually have a home video of that, so I know about what went into the bags. Oh, man. Yeah. Do you remember those goofy party favor sunglasses with the plastic blinds? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they looked so stupid, but try telling that to a second grader. Coolest <laughs> shit in the world. <laughs> those were, yeah, that's a pretty elite thing to give away in a party bag. I knew that my reputation was at stake, so I could just picture myself begging mom to buy the sunglasses, knowing that it would make the other kids like me just a little bit more. <laughs> you gotta do it. You gotta do it. And then if they had the uh, lollipops that were whistles, oh, forget Oh, it. my God, the melody pops. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> so you actually have video of this birthday party. That's amazing. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, there, there's a little bit of it on my site, but if you see the whole thing, it's just a phenomenally ridiculous. Like a bunch <laughs> of, I guess, second graders running around our old house, just like breaking balloons over each other's heads and blowing G.I. Joe party horns and watching <laughs> cartoons. It was just madness. <laughs> and of course, like I'm... Every time you see me, I'm off in a corner just, like, playing with my new toys, completely ignoring the fact that I have guests. <laughs> I didn't often have birthday parties. I think I only did once in my life. And I, <laughs> I locked myself in the bathroom. <laughs> and I didn't come out, like, the whole time. <laughs> well, uh, depending on how old you were, that might be concerning. <laughs> I was a little kid. Yeah. I just didn't want to deal with it. <laughs> it's high stress. And like all these kids are messing with your stuff. And, you know, yeah. there's always that oh. one. There's that one boy who's acting like a jerk, even though it's your party. I was definitely always on the edge of trying to beat someone's ass. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck did you tell these kids to come over our house, Ma? <laughs> Ma, it was my turn on the trampoline, Ma. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh...
number six. The number one best-selling author, R.L. Stein, wants to give you lots and lots of goosebumps in three different book series. First, Goosebumps, where the terror began and the screams go on forever and ever. Next up, I found some Goosebumps books. The Old Faithful of Flea Markets and Garage Sales. The woman was just like trying to sell us the entire box of books. She was like, like ready to like give you her car. I mean, here's the thing. When we go to this flea market on Sunday, as we did last weekend, at that point, they're like, either I sell this shit or I have to haul this garbage back home in my car. Yeah, she's just, just, just take all of them. Just take the whole I, box of books. Yeah, sure, you only want that many. Please, please take more. <laughs> just give me a dollar. <laughs> Four for a dollar. Five for a dollar. <laughs> So one of the best parts always about the books are the covers. And this one was by Tim Jacobus, and that is called Welcome to Camp Nightmare. This one has uh, kind of a tent, and it's at night, and there's like a little monster peeking from behind the tent. Yeah, classic cover. You see the eyes. Yeah, you see the eyes and stuff. And the scenario in this book is that there's some kids that go to summer camp, kind of some weirdness going on, and there's a couple of monsters in the woods. And I said to myself, let me see if there was a Goosebumps episode of the TV show. Based on that book. Yeah. So I went on Netflix and I pulled it up. Camp Nightmare was one of the episodes. Oh, they did it. I felt that there was something very familiar in this episode and I found it really amusing. Okay. So I wanted to see if I can coerce you to throw on this episode and slowly start scrolling through it to see if <laughs> anything pops out to you that's uh, familiar. Okay. All right. So I should pull up Netflix here. What's the name of this episode? Uh, Camp Nightmare. Okay. All right. So I just pulled up Goosebumps Season 1, Episode 4, Welcome to okay. Camp Nightmare Part 1. Okay, there you go. I'm just going to go through the little timer line here and see what I hit. So they pull up on the bus. uh, They get dropped off. They're going to get into their room. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so go to 7, around 740. 740. Okay, give me a second. I'm going to hit play on 740, see what I see. Around that, and then... There it is. The forbidden bunk. We got to check that baby out. You in? I don't know. Maybe. Oh my god, what the fuck are you doing in there? <laughs> oh my god, is that what I'm looking at? Is that you're fucking in this episode? <laughs> I was like, watch this, like, what the hell? That's what the hell? when I was 14. What the fuck? It's you now. <laughs> oh my god, that is bizarre. So there's this boy who is apparently sort of like eight feet taller than every other kid he's wearing a bandana sunglasses all black a religious necklace of some sort wristbands and it's jay jay from the sexy armpit is in season one episode four of goosebumps (laughs) it is weird could you imagine though when i'm watching it i'm like wait this is really weird this is what's this I don't remember acting in this. That is really, I mean, it's crazy. He looks just like you. I'm not kidding you. He sleeps in his bandana. And then later that night, they're walking around at night at the camp. 
and he's got his sunglasses on. Of course. <laughs> I just thought it was so weird. God, that's really bizarre that you picked the one book that had a corresponding TV episode hey, starring you. you. <laughs> that's creepier than the book is. It really is. Oh, my God. What a find. Yeah. Oh, I got a marshmallow. Number seven. Welcome to the world of terror. When I'm not busy embalming bodies, which isn't often, I like to relax with some good family reading. Let me introduce you to my personal library of Fangoria, the leader in horror entertainment. And then I got some more trading cards for my last find, Jay. I mean, trading cards at a flea market are a must, right? Yeah. This was a pile of Fangoria trading card packs from 1992, which, yes. unlike the Desert Storm cards, these were totally worth buying because they are pretty rare. Yeah, I never see them around. Yeah, like I said earlier, like I deal in trading cards every month. You can't get those for much less than like two fifty a pack. And at the flea market, they were fifty cents a pack, so a score. It was definitely good. Yeah. So uh, this was kind of a joint score. I got a few packs, and so did you. Yeah. I think we got two each, right? We did. Yeah. yeah. I was tempted to buy out the rest because the guy had close to a whole box. And I even left him with the notion that I was going to double back later to get the rest, which, of course, is flea market code for I will never see you again. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Like, he's counting the packs as we leave. I'm like, hey, I'll be back in a few minutes. <laughs> never <laughs> again. Yeah, that was yeah. great, but I got to get, I gotta yeah, get yeah. going now. <laughs> but I, I, totally, I totally regret it because, like, I'm looking on eBay. I'm like, wow, these are not cheap at all. Especially with the resurgence of Fangoria. Yeah, Fangoria is back, and, you know, kudos to them, because everyone's super hot about Fangoria now. I think we need to do a song parody, like Backstreet Boys song parody. Fango's back. All right! Y yeah, you know what? I will do the marketing. You can do the song. <laughs> <laughs> so, from what I remember, the cards just showed various covers from issues of Fangoria. And uh, I thought we would each open one of the packs and maybe yeah, tell each other the best card we got. Yeah, I've been crinkling one in my hand because I'm like so anxious. Oh my god, don't you? Thing. That crinkle sound is just so enticing. I, it's like Jiffy Pop meets a fireplace. I, I just feel like this reminds you of the old days when you're opening up like a Fleer set or something. Right. So you opened yours? Yeah, I did. And I got to say, like, I mean, they are. It's literally just covers of Fangoria in trading card form. Okay. And, God, it amazes me how a big magazine like Fangoria got away with these gory covers. There was some gory covers. You're right. Because, like, every card I'm looking at right now it has some creature or a person just melting or just bloody as fuck. This yeah. magazine was front and center in, like, Walden books. Yeah. So it's not like it was tucked away anywhere. That's true. Yeah. I think my favorite card is one that it has a Freddy's Revenge cover story. Oh, good yeah. one. You and I have both expressed our love for Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Definitely. I got a couple of really good ones here. Uh, I think I might have gotten the same one as you, that uh, Freddy's Revenge. But I also have, appropriately, an Adam's Family Fangoria cover. You notice that the wrapper 
promotes not the rapper like you know you would rap but the actual card pack rapper they had six chromium cards that you could get yeah i did not get a chromium card i didn't get one but isn't chromium what you take to like lose weight <laughs> yes i believe it binds to the fat and just flushes it right out of you <laughs> I had an incident with that back in the early 2000s when bottles of it popped up on eBay without any kind of medical clearance. Oh, I thought you were going to say when you started eating the Fangoria cards. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I got the Adams Family card too. What are there, like 10 cards in this set? The one that says Uki on it? Yes. Yes, oh my God, that is a nice little card, isn't it? It's a good looking card. Yeah, so this was our live pack opening here on the Purple Stuff Podcast. An experiment that we might not try on future shows, but I think was worth doing once. Number eight. Pickles, pickles, I like pickles. I like them better than an old fudge sickle. Pickles, pickles, I like pickles. Won't you give me a pickle? For my final score, Matt, pickles. I'm so glad we did this. The one thing all flea markets I've been to have always had in common were giant gallon bins of pickles. Yeah, it's like it's not a good flea market if you don't see those big oaken barrels full of pickles. It's not like you can go anywhere and see this. Like This is almost exclusive to flea market or flea market type places. Right. I mean, I guess there are certain upscale supermarkets that might have big, giant fucking Donkey Kong barrels of pickles, but it's mostly a flea market thing. <laughs> so you you said almost as a joke, like, we should get some <laughs> and eat it on the podcast. So I'm like, all right, well, I think we could do that. But <laughs> it started off as a joke. And then, like, as the day progressed, we're like, hmm, those pickles are still on our brains. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it didn't just disappear. So we're like, maybe we do have to do this. So yeah. I think what turned the corner for me is that when we got up to that area, like it became real. Like we were just saying it, not being in the pickle department. Right. It was one thing to, to kind of like just speak abstractly about the potential of there being pickles. But when the pickles are right there in front of you. Right. So we got up to the barrels and they're all labeled differently so we were like yeah we got to get like real hot type of pickles to do this with because they can't just be regular pickles what's the no fun in no that? no we wanted the weirdest pickles they had of course <laughs> so we picked hot and horseradish we've been sitting on these pickles for a few days now and i don't know about you but it's been killing me not to try them in my life i don't think i've ever had these two specific flavors of pickles. Uh, I've knocked back quite a few kosher dills in my time, maybe yep. some sweet gherkins, but never these ginormous nasal cavity ruining pickles that we're about to eat. Right. Now, we each got a little gallon jar, I guess, or whatever you call it, of these pickles. Which one do you think you got? Because I know... I don't know, but by the way, it's not a jar. This is like a Tupperware that holds like soup. (laughs) Right, right. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's like the wonton soup thing. Yeah. So mine, I believe, is just the standard hot one because it just says H on the top. Does yours say anything? Mine doesn't say anything. So maybe mine's horseradish. Yeah, because this looks like a hot pickle situation. The brine is filled (laughs) with chopped garlic. Oh, man. Mine looks like it's filled with garlic, too. Okay, so we'll see what we got here. 
Actually, mine just smells like regular pickles. Mm. You got a, you got any odor on yours? I'm sorry, what? I wasn't oh, supposed to just drive. <laughs> I just I wanted bitch. to fucking. Oh my god! It's so spicy. <laughs> you're you're an animal. You savage. <laughs> I told you. I've been Bloody waiting savage. days. You couldn't fucking wait for five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted the pickle. Do you eat? I mean, come on. <laughs> oh my god, this is. Have right. a bite of yours. Tell me what you think. All right. So is it you're you're assuming that that's uh, the hot version? So. This oh. has got to be the hot version. My tongue is burning. Picture scraping your tongue with a piece of Captain Crunch and then dumping red pepper flakes on it. It's that hot. I got to be honest with you. The one I just ate does not taste like horseradish at all. Maybe they did mix them up. Okay, well, let me eat another one then. I'll, I'll gladly... <laughs> I got like 10 pickles in here. I'll just keep chomping until I taste horseradish. <laughs> this is like the best plastic commercial that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh you know what you're right they did mix them up i'm not getting any horseradish on this i got horseradish on my second one for sure because this one is not spicy but it has that sort of relishy kick to it you know what's so gross is that i'm reaching into the brine like my hands yeah like, don't let your fingers touch it because then it's tainted my hands are gonna stink i want you to get a hot one they're all pretty hot but they're not that hot for me. Ooh, some of these really are hot. Maybe I did get all hot and you got all horse. Well, <laughs> I got to tell you, if these are supposed to be horseradish, they did a terrible job. They don't taste like horseradish at all. So you're going to go 6 out of 10 on the pickles? Oh, that's generous. I'm going 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10 on the pickles? The fucking delicious. <laughs> I just hope that movie theaters don't adopt these as concessions because <laughs> next guy who sits by me eating pickles during <laughs> midsummer is going to get slapped. You know what I'm looking forward to here, Jay? <laughs> Drinking this juice. <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to do it right now. It's the best part. I always end up having to throw away half my pickles because I can't stop doing shots in the brine. <laughs> oh, that's delicious. <laughs> it's so good. I think our main point, though, with this whole pickle experiment was mm -hmm. that... I'm sorry, I just got to eat a little more. Hold on. <laughs> was that people should make sure they soak up everything at a flea market, not just the uh, old records and stray Ninja Turtles. Yeah, they have to uh, sample the wares. Yeah, eat the food, smell the bootleg perfume, pet that one capuchin monkey that always seems to be there. There's no capuchin monkey, you know, because I would have been disappeared the whole time. I'd argue with you, but I have a pickle to eat. <laughs> have you heard about the alpha pickle? It starts off with an ackle bickle, a kickle dickle like a fickle giggle, giggle nickel, jickle kickle. Lickle, mickle, nickel, oikle Pickle, quickle, rickle, sickle, tickle So we have arrived at that time of the show, Matt, and I was going to ask you if there was one thing that you were going to steal from my bag of crap, what would it be? Okay, so let me look over your, uh, your finds here. You bought at the flea market the E.T. Atari game. 
the Goosebumps yes. book that corresponds with an episode of Goosebumps in which you starred. <laughs> a VHS head cleaner and hot pickles. And I think we both know that I'm going to take those pickles. <laughs> mm. If I They're only so knew. Good, I wish I knew that you loved pickles this much. I don't think I do. I think I think you're just <laughs> wildly underrating the quality of the English Town Flea Market's pickles. They're exquisite pickles. Oh my god, the crunch, the flavor. It's all here. <laughs> Listen. Matt has been trying to audition for a pickle commercial and he's doing a really good job. So I hope he gets it. <laughs> oh, magnifique. <laughs> so how about you? What did you want to steal from my scores? Okay, Matt. So I'm going to look over your stuff. We had your Transformers loot bag, your Star Wars Bendems, your Desert Storm trading cards. <laughs> And the Fangoria trading cards. Yep. I think I could easily eliminate the Desert Storm trading cards. <laughs> no surprises there. <laughs> I think I'm going to eliminate the Transformers bags, even though I know they're very sentimental. Yeah. Oh, that's a tough one. I'm going to eliminate the Bendems and go with the Fangoria cards. That was the right pick. I think the Fangoria cards are such a flea market find because it's not something you see every day. It's not something you have owned. Right. And it's right up your alley. It's horror nonsense. We've talked about trading cards on the show, and they're just a big deal. When you were a kid and you would pick up a set of cards or a couple of packs of cards... Just the anticipation of what you were going to get. That was just such a big deal back then and kind of reminds me of that. Right. And, you know, we've talked about this on pretty much every episode we've done. This is the pre-internet age where just getting a picture of something you liked was worth so much more than it is now. Yeah. So these packs of these ghoulish covers sure was a lot cheaper than picking up back issues. And with that said, it kind of reminds me of Halloween. When is it going to be here? I can't wait any longer. <laughs> we are doing summer Saturdays here, Jay, and we still have <laughs> another summer Saturday left to go. Oh, you're right. You're right. I have two pumpkin candles going right now. <laughs> I know. I was drawing witches earlier. <laughs> but we're committed, and we're going to see it through. So there will be yet another episode of Summer Saturdays coming next weekend. Yeah, of course. I mean, Summer Saturdays has been a blast. We got more to come. Very excited about it. I mean, I think it was a net win because without Summer Saturdays, I would never have been introduced to these fucking amazing pickles. <laughs> so easily pleased. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so want to remind everybody that we are on Patreon, and that is... Patreon.com slash Purple Stuff. We will be ending the month with an exclusive bonus show. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Definitely check that out. And we will be seeing you next time with more summer fun. Want to thank you guys for listening. I am Jay from The Sexy Armpit. I am Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Purple Purple Stuff Podcast. 